Hi, and welcome to the Ready to Talk podcast. I am your host, The Thoughtful Beast. Today, we are going to listen to one of my first live shows I recorded in 2020 because I think it's the perfect way to end Mental Health Awareness Month and AAPI Month. Ignatius, my fellow Asian mental health advocate, is on the podcast today. He is one of my favorite people to discuss mental health with, and today we are going to talk about exploring mindfulness. So let's get to it. All right. Well, for those who do not know me, my name is Ignatius. Mental health has been my passion for the last two, three years. And so I'm really looking to become a therapist one day. But um, about me, big on creativity, Asian Creative Network, San Diego. I run that chapter. Um, my values include mindfulness, intention, connection. I'm definitely about trying to talk about mental health, wellness, and how can we make this content more accessible to those out there so that hey, it could be fun to learn and not stigmatized. We'll end it there. That's wonderful. That's a great introduction. Good job reworking on that. That no, was just, good. I just that was freestyle. Good. I freestyle oh, everything. Good. good, dude. That's really good. <laughs> good <Tight. job. laughs> that was beautiful. Um, so today, Ignatius is here to talk with us. We're going to have a conversation about mindfulness, which I'm really excited. Um, I was just saying this Ignatius because like he is very much about mindfulness. He's very much about mental health and like he knows a lot about it. So it's going to be really fun. So let's start with um, Ignatius. How would you define mindfulness? How would I define mindfulness? I would say mindfulness is very non-judgmental of your your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings. It's like being becoming aware that you are experiencing the sensation, but without the the judgment. You know, you very hold it very objectively. Um, that would be the definition. Um, I would say like the the practicalities of mindfulness is that you're not you're not ruminating about the past or planning for the future, but you're very present where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I learned uh, mindfulness from dialectical behavior therapy and yeah, being present and being super non-judgmental was like a big thing, like being aware about yourself and your thoughts and not just being like, you know, like if you have like a quote unquote, like bad thought, like I'm going to steal that pencil that you're just like, oh, I'm a bad, bad person and like, Oh, that thought yeah. was really bad. And then like getting in like to a spiral about yourself. Like, why am I even having this thought in the first place? It's like, oh, now just, <laughs> right. just calm down yeah, and stay really present and very present and like one mindfully, right? Not mm-hmm. thinking about a million things at once, which for me is very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely is a practice. You know, it's not something that you do once and you're like my life has changed forever because <laughs> because <laughs> like you like you i have millions of thoughts running through my head every single day just like as everybody else mm-hmm. yeah and like that's the thing that's so great it's just like i feel like mindfulness and practicing mindfulness can super help like so many people because like yeah a lot of us have a lot of ruminating thoughts or just really quick thoughts we're like America, so we're also super like, let's go, guys. Like, we can't, you know, stay in one place for more than like one minute. 
So that's like us. And so I feel like mindfulness is helpful. And I don't know how you feel about this. Um, I feel like, because everyone knows what meditation is. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head, I think of meditation like as a form of mindfulness. That's how I see mm-hmm. it. Um, and what? how do you see the relation between those two, I guess, is my question. Yeah, in my experience of meditation, and I've been meditating about two years seriously, but on and off since 21 but the last two years seriously and there's a huge correlation between those two because um, I feel like when you're meditating, you're forcing yourself to really slow down and really take in the moment for what it is, which, you know, if uh, before I even done all that, it's like, yeah, you're saying we're rushing through our whole day. We're, we're doing everything right, but we're not, but what does it mean to actually just do the act of what we're doing, which is sitting and breathing? Uh, most of us are multitasking day by day, right? We're doing homework while on social media, while taking a drink of water, doing like so many different things all at once. And and then, you know, at some point we have lost. We I feel like you're almost lost in like the everyday chaoticness. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditation, I found to be that moment to slow down and and really like recenter. Uh, because I mean, and there's so many different forms of meditation. But, you know, the very, I would say the very basics of meditation just allows you to just really do the act of sitting and breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, we can like reduce the things to their simplistic forms rather than like, let's uh, be on a computer while doing homework and drinking water and, and eating food. Yeah. I remember when we did that one um, event at that school. <laughs> don't remember the name of Um, Mission Bay High School Mission Bay High School you actually meditated before we went on stage um how often how often do you practice that before you have an event yes so I have a daily practice of meditation and I do it for about give or take about 20 to 40 minutes a day um but before like big events, even before dance battles or whenever I'm just feeling a bunch of nerves, meditation is my definitely my go to to recenter myself. So if I'm if I know I'm about to be like on a stage and I'm feeling that rush of emotions, right, and it's coming at me really hard, uh, talking about mindfulness, it's sometimes really difficult to be mindful when. Like, I'm thinking about, oh, my gosh, what are they going to think about me? How am I going to do? Da, 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 da. So, yeah, I take I do take the time right before to really just ground myself and bring myself there. Yeah, I honestly thought that was really cool. And it was, like, really interesting. And I was, like, watching you for a minute. And then I was, like, this is creepy. And I, like, walked away. <laughs> but because I was just, like, so intrigued that, like, you were actually like doing it right then like it was just so integrated into your life that it's like yeah of course i'm gonna do this because you're just like i'm gonna go meditate before we go (laughs) not a big deal and then you went and did it and then we went off and it was like that's really cool yeah Um, i think that's so funny that you bring that up because yeah i think in everyday life if you're not going to a temple or somewhere that they go meditate or yoga class you're like oh someone's just closing their eyes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and sitting peacefully what is wrong with that person for just sitting there but yeah i've I definitely experienced that um when i was first starting out i was really self-conscious that people were just looking at me sitting with my eyes closed <laughs> it's re- it's really scary at first 
<laughs> I'm sorry I was one of those people. <laughs> I don't I do not blame you. It's not the norm for sure. I I like I wish it could be and I honestly like I don't see why not like because people like it's so interesting, right? Like you're just sitting there and stuff like that, but you know it would make it more like quote unquote normal as if you just like had earphones on, right? Because then everyone's like, oh, he's just listening to music and chilling out. And it's so interesting how that one little thing can make it less quote unquote weird. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> I that is a shame though. You know, you just can't, just gotta let that person be. How dare they be calm? <laughs> How dare they not be worked up like I am? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, everybody's just projecting. Da -da. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so interesting, but it was really cool. It was like a really cool practice. I should try doing that in public and see how it feels and just be like, dude, I'm just sending out. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a, it's one of those good mental challenge, you know, like mm -hmm. today I'm going to high five five people today I, f I feel like it was one of those where i was like today i'm going to sit at the beach with my eyes closed and see what happens to get over yeah. my fear of sitting <laughs> with my eyes closed <laughs> sounds so ridiculous it's so good though because it's just like it is it's so like it's so weird to just like I feel like it's, it's because it's uh, abnormal in our society to like take those moments, right? And you're right. Like when yeah. we think about meditation and stuff, we think about people going somewhere to do it. We think about yoga. We think of them going to like a temple. We think of them going to like a church for prayer. We think of it as very much like these things can happen, but they happen here. You know, they happen right. alone in your house, in your bedroom or something where you're just like, before you go to sleep, you just like meditate for a little or when you wake up in the morning. So Instead of it being like, well, you can meditate anywhere, which is very true. You can meditate anywhere. Right, right. Man, that's that's really funny to think about that. Like, because of the location, there's these social norms that have to be reinforced. And yeah, I feel like at first, the, I could do it totally easily now. But before it, it was that challenge, breaking the norm by sitting. I, I highly <laughs> I recommend it. it. Yeah. It's so good. It's I just, so I just, I just totally randomly thought about like how we have different social norms in different places. I wonder if, if what the reaction would be like if someone just brushed their teeth in public <laughs> versus sitting there meditating. I almost feel like brushing your teeth is less weird. Do you? <laughs> like on an elevator and you're like what what yeah. <laughs> it's normal I, I woke up late <laughs> i'm late i gotta be here i'm on time right oh my god <laughs> that's so funny um <laughs> okay what what other forms of mindfulness do you practice or what are other other some other forms of mindfulness in general <laughs> yeah so i mean if i were to talk about meditation and the different types of meditations that i do um so there's the there's breathing very much feeling the nostrils and the air inhalation exhalation your chest rising and falling i do body scanning which is just becoming aware of the physical sensations in your body so like right now if i were to scan my body i could feel that my shoulders are tense because of stress right i could i could pick apart but i wouldn't 
you know, again, it's not judging. I do a lot of walking meditations in which I feel my feet touching the floor. Uh, there's a there's a quote from like Titnahan where it's like walk as if your feet is or the Dalai Lama. I don't want to get them mixed up, but walk as if your feet is touching the floor or kissing the floor. So you're doing like this this kiss with your feet, and I like to, I like to think of that visual. Um, but yeah, as you're walking, you're just feeling the sensation of walking and being where you are, not being on your phone. So I, I feel like those things definitely contribute to mindfulness. Oh, also eating. And I think eating. Yeah. yeah. Eat, have you done it before? Have you tried? Yes. That was actually one of my, again, like I got all my mindfulness from dialectical behavior therapy. So my eating mindfully was one of them. One of the exercises was like, uh, you get a piece of chocolate and you basically mm -hmm. have it melt in your mouth and you just like observe like what's happening. Yeah, right. and, it's like, and it, it like, takes a while because it's like chocolate melting. So you're just trying to just stay with that, which is for me difficult. I was like, oh my God, don't chew this chocolate just because you want it to stop. <laughs> right, right. Have you tried it outside of chocolate? Like you cook the meal, your dinner, and you're you're just sitting there. I don't think I have. I always do it with candies because um I don't like mindfulness and meditation, like no medit meditation and mindfulness, like they're just like not my strong suit, especially like meditation, like specific like anything can be meditative but like with things like breathing and stuff like that or what if i have to sit for a really long time i get really antsy and um but not in like a like i get like uncomfortable like i get like not mentally uncomfortable and like maybe i do need to challenge this more within me but like i get scared like i get like a fight or flight so it's just like mm. it's hard for me to like be still that way and i mean honestly that needs some unpacking but um yeah. So like when I practice mindfulness, it has to be something a little more active, like yoga, mm. like yoga, or even um, like I can I can sit, but my mind has to be like active. So like I'll like sit like at the park or something, and then I'll just notice and like in my head I'll say all the different things I see, or even mm -hmm. just like all the colors, mm -hmm. and I'll just say them. And I'll just like let them pass that way. But I have to be like a little more active and a little less eyes closed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's good to note that like it's not a one size fit all for sure. There's and luckily there I think because of you know the different traumas that people go to through, I do acknowledge that closing your eyes can be really scary for some people. Um, yeah. And why like you know getting it out in your body is a it's it's nice yeah i do like guided meditation though like if like i like listening to poetry mm. like i feel like like that's the only thing that i really like and like i'll actually like closing my eyes and like lying down and like listening to guided poetry but that's like the only thing that i feel comfortable with everything else i'm like my eyes have to be open <laughs> whoa that's that's pretty cool i've never heard of someone just laying there listening to poetry that, that cool. sounds like that makes you look super deep i can just imagine you like <laughs> windows blind like closed and just zoning into uh, poetry lighting <laughs> lighting an incense or diffuser or something 
Yeah, it's nice, like, because then again, like, my head can follow something, because, like, I mean, I, my wandering thoughts and my ruminating thoughts, like, that's always been really strong with me, so, like, Mm -hmm. if I have, like, a poem, like, even if I can't sit and listen, like, I will literally, like, repeat it in my head, Mm. and that way I can, like, hold on to it, so, yeah, so I really like that, that's definitely a form of mindfulness that I really like, meditation, Mm. I like. That's dope. That's dope. Wow. I'm about to give that a try. Yeah, I'll send you um I'll send you the I don't know where the YouTube link to the original like one that I listened to, but like I'm gonna send you the poem that I listened to. And then you mm. can listen to it. It's like by Charlie Chaplin. What he talks. <laughs> nice. I know, right? You're right. like, you're in a poem, but like when? <laughs> you're supposed to be silent. Your whole life on and off camera, because that's how I know you. Right. Um, what were what were things like in your life before, like you introduced mindfulness and meditation? Man, it was night and day for sure, night and day. So when I when I was growing up, I was very freaking shy. To you know the the point where I I struggled to order food at McDonald's and looking at the cashier's eyes because my dad would make me, Uh, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't raise my hands in class and uh, rarely do I ever, rarely do I ever speak up. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely continued into high school. And I think a lot of my early, my early life was like viewing myself as the shy child. And, and wanting to break out of that mold so bad, like wanting to disprove that I could be something else rather than uh, shy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, once I, I found mindfulness, like once I got into mindfulness, that's when I realized how long that tape has been playing in my head, right? And and, and it's, it's those automatic thoughts that we sometimes have that that is from echoed from the past that we sometimes even in adulthood we could believe is true but you know with mindfulness i'm like okay no i i acknowledge that's a tape that's been conditioned and it's being played back in my head but it doesn't mean it's the truth um yeah so i mean i think nowadays it's nowadays i have you know we're talking about emotional literacy last time but like nowadays, I can realize my emotions so damn quick, um, and I can I can tell when I'm angry, I can tell when I'm upset, I can tell when I'm about to cry, and it's and just allowing myself to feel those things too, and it's it's such a trip, it's such a trip to be able to identify what it is I'm experiencing so quick. I'm like, uh, <laughs> whereas before, like you know, if I were to look at my my younger child self, that that kid was like all up in his head all the damn time yeah i definitely feel like like when i look back at myself as a child and how i dealt with my emotions the answer was just to like shut it down mm-hmm. it's always just like shut it down just shut it down like whatever is happening like shut it down and like you know and then yeah like and me too like now i'm so quick about my emotions like i can tell like and i'll say it out loud too i'll be like I'm about to have a panic attack. Mm. Like, 
I'll be like, wait, something's wrong. And then I'll be like, oh, yep, my breathing's up. Oh, yep, I'm getting Bro- hot. Yeah. Oh, yep, I'm getting really hypervigilant. I'm about to have a panic attack. Right. <laughs> I'll be like, I am panicking. And I'll be really calm about it. But like, I'm just like, yep, I have like five minutes. I need to get out. Mm. <laughs> I go somewhere. Uh, which is like, it's kind I mean, obviously, it's awful having to experience that, but it's kind of cool, like, being able to know. Because then you you have choices, and you can start to make choices about, like, what you want to do, like, how right. you want to react. Yeah, it's totally not about not having those experiences, you know? It's, you know, it's not about not panicking or not being sad. But, but it, I, th- I feel like it's about being able to – how do you hold those gently – when they do happen mm-hmm. yeah with, 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 like, yeah through the lens of self-compassion how can okay i am ex- i am experiencing sadness okay yeah and i feel like oh my gosh like mindfulness is so helpful with that and just like the concept of two of being able to sit with your emotions and that you don't have to fix them or push them away right now like you can just be with them mm-hmm that's a strong like doing that i feel like putting effort into that which is like sitting into your emotions and stuff like that has like a really big payoff so when it's like more intense later and stuff like you are able to literally stand it more and it be like you know you know that you're going to be okay and that you'll be able to cope but if you never let yourself experience those emotions then when they happen to you like if something traumatic happens or big happens then like you know, you, you don't know how to deal with them. And then they're going to be, you're going to be very reactive. Mm, that's a, that's a really good point. The, you know, having the option to choose how you are going to respond in the moment is very powerful. Um, because yeah, it's so easy to, you know, it's so easy to do an unhealthy coping skill, say something doesn't go your way. It's so easy to, you know, just drown yourself in distraction and, you know, eventually put yourself in a spiraling pit. Uh, I feel like with with mindfulness, it's 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 that stepping back and like, okay, this is happening, and I have autonomy over my body. Like, I could I could pick and choose how I want to respond. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like it's definitely like such a skill. Like it's such a skill to have like being able to do that, like, and, you know, building up your mindfulness so that you can have that choice, but it, it, it's so much better for your life. Like I know, like my, my reactivity, like before mindfulness and when I am not doing well mentally is very just like, like we're at a hundred, like, and I'm not like, and, and, and for, but for me, it's like internally screaming because mm. I know internally screaming is not appropriate. But then even sometimes it will translate outside to like, I don't realize I'm talking at a higher, faster, louder pitch than mm-hmm. what's going on. You know I mean, like, I think I'm holding it back and maybe I am, but it's still way too high, <laughs> like, like outwardly at the same time. And so, you know, that that's not a good way to speak to people, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not a good way to speak to people. And it's also not good to like implode inside yourself. And like, that's what I was like before mindfulness. It's just like, Hey, let's freak out. <laughs> right. Let's like just throw stuff around or yeah, let's, freak, let's just freak the fuck out. <laughs> let's die inside a little bit. Instead of just being like, okay, I'm upset. Like I'm really scared, but 
what can I do because of that? Oh, I can just mm. breathe. Like, it's okay. Like, I can just breathe. Like, is it going to fix everything? No, but it's still a choice I can make. I can just breathe right now and try to calm myself down. Mm. Um, I think that's, it makes me bring up another point about mindfulness uh, in the West versus mindfulness in the East and how, you know, and, and we could talk about meditation, but like meditation is is seen as over here. Like we, we do it for stress release. We do it for like those stress benefits uh, when, when in Eastern philosophy and, and I'm still exploring this world. Right. But in Eastern side, it's, it's more about like going, going inwards. Like, how do you, how do you explore the, the depths of your mind? And I, I think it's interesting to, to look at the two different approaches to mindfulness um, mm -hmm. and, and see which one resonates with you. If you were to like try to practice mindfulness yeah that is actually really interesting it is very different like i don't like and it's funny that you say that too because I, I think definitely when i think about mindfulness i'm definitely about and i mean it makes sense because i learned it in a western society in a western atmosphere like mm -hmm. when we were doing it, like it was for specifically coping with like mental illness you know right I mean, right it was very practical it was a very practical skill i learned um, but there, there is that opportunity for emotional death, like you said, that comes in the East. And it's so funny because when you said that, I'm like, oh, I think I do that with like journaling or talking to other people. Like that's like another way to do it. But it's so funny because I've never, maybe even if I've, maybe I've done it, but I've never like mindfully used mindfulness to go internally, like inside. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, journaling is definitely something that helps you go within. Mm -hmm. It's also, I guess, in my in my experience with uh, meditation, that being it does do stress relief for me. But also, I feel like there's points where I get quiet enough to listen to what's what's going on within me. Um, and and I, I think that's like talking about intuition which yeah. is like, okay, what is my body telling me? What is like, what is that part of me that needs to be listened to right now? Like what is, am I, is my inner child being neglected? You know, like, I think it helps me touch on those points. Like if I'm not, if I don't find that stillness for, for a long time, I feel like it's hard to, for one, like get back to baseline. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. Yeah, and the awareness, like, I totally agree. Like, when you don't practice that awareness, like, that mindfulness, it is really, it's easy to lose. It's definitely something that you need to continually do to, like, you know, like, have whatever you want from it, whatever benefits or opportunities you want to have from it. Because it's hard. It's hard. It is not, you know, like, to be aware of yourself and your choices and like what you're feeling like it's not that's not easy it's not it's not and you know i feel like uh i feel like when i um, got into mindfulness it was almost as if a veil has lifted and i don't know if that's like your experience too but it, it was almost like 
okay, I've been functioning in life on autopilot for for like 20 plus years. And and now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, whoa, I could I could act in a moment. That's like almost how it felt to me. Like, like, okay, here are the stories I told myself growing up and here's this, this, and this. I'm all I, t- I used to be very lost in thought constantly. And then now it's like, okay, wow, I could get lost in thought, but I also have moments where I could just be there. And I don't know, there's something about that, that when I reflect back to before I was 21, it's, it's such a trip to, to look at now and be like, huh, I almost feel like I'm living life more fully now. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's a really yeah. trippy thing to say. It is, it is trippy. I totally know. Like, I, I agree. I totally agree. And I understand what you're saying. Um, for me, like the tapes that I played over and over were definitely like lots, like it was fear-based. So there was like, mm-hmm. just like a lot of fear, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fear. And then like learning mindfulness was just like, like a strange, like eye opener, like to that you you can actually have so much more control of your mind than you think. Mm. And for me, like, that was so weird. Like, it was so weird because, you know, like, for me, like, dealing with, like, mental illness and dealing with, like, yeah, like, the different mental illnesses I have, like, uh, anxiety, PTSD, depression, like, you know, like, those thoughts are dark. And then they get at you and then you feel really out of control. Mm-hmm. And then like, you really feel helpless because you feel like, oh, I can't control. Like, this is just how it is. Like, I can't control my mind. Like, I can't, like, I can't, like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make these thoughts stop. I'm trying to make this stop. I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to do all these different things. And then learning about mindfulness. Like, I learned some things, like, before DBT because I was in other therapies. And so, really, I think I was introduced to mindfulness without it being called mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like being introduced to it as an actual like practice and all these things that you can do and, you know, like being able to unite your logical mind and your emotional mind, like all those things, like learning them, like changed everything for me because I was like, oh my God, there are things like I can do and it's not going to take like years and years of therapy and introspection to try to approach this thing. Like to approach, um, to approach dealing with my emotions. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, cause there are like mindfulness exercises. You know what I mean? Like when it's like given to you like that, when it, for me, when it was given to me as a practical skill, like that really did change everything to me. Cause then it didn't seem like esoteric. It's like, this is something yeah. you can do. Yeah. Like, you don't have to reach any, so, you know, like, cause a lot of the times, like, when people say meditation, like you think of like enlightenment and like if you are like, yeah, or like stress relief and breathing and reaching like a certain peace, like the, all those things are great. But for me, like those are kind of like trigger words. And it's like, well, I'll never reach peace. So why are we even trying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but when it was taught to me as like a practical skill, I was like, holy crap. There's like so much that I'm I can potentially do, and then it opened me more up to the idea of meditation um, mm. and other practices like that. So yeah, it's it is it's it's so weird because once you realize that you can do so much with your mind, it like changes everything. 
like the world is different it, it does change your yeah it changes your approach and how you live your day by day i would say i mean you could have the you could have the tool i in my experience like without when i wasn't practicing i think it was it was tough to um kind of get a hold of my life like i feel like things were just happening and and i had like you know i just reacted like things happened i reacted and then when i started like the, the practice it was easier i don't know i almost feel like it's like brushing your teeth like once you start like ingraining it in your routine um there will be more moments it's almost more moments of clarity and um there's something i want to actually bring up with you what what for you what were kind of like your preconceived notions about like mindfulness or, or whether it's meditation <laughs> but but I, I would want to like you know just say for the viewers because i think there's a there is a lot of misconceptions around it and i'm sure that's what probably deterred people like you and i from it for a long time until we actually had the experience yeah i definitely i definitely definitely for sure like um the the stereotype of what meditation looks like or like being a hippie and being a certain way like that was a deterrent like if i'm going to be really honest because like you know a lot of the time when meditation or mindfulness any of that stuff has been portrayed on tv or the movies it's like some new age thing done by like a hippie and you have to have a certain lifestyle you have to like i think for me like it was very much mentally associated like that and i definitely think like looking back it's like oh that's a white person thing yeah mm. like, i think if any sort of like anything meditation like any sort of mindfulness of like was ever introduced into my life i feel like it probably was through like prayer do you know what i mean because like prayer can be a mindful practice like people see it as a form of meditation as well and so i think maybe i was introduced to it that way but it never felt like that um but, um but yeah i definitely did not see it as a thing that like a person like me would do like i, I very much think that it's it's hooked mindfulness and meditation is very stere stereotypically hooked to certain lifestyles and certain looks mm, yeah yeah you know just speaking on like how mindfulness looks right now or how wellness is kind of being sold as uh you know mindfulness is yoga and there's like a certain type of person that does it i mm -hmm. i could totally see that especially like with everything going on in social media um from what i've the history of of at least meditation coming to the us i i was watching this video and so there's a this meditation teacher his name's john kabat-zinn and around the 19 i believe like 1990s or something he he brought um because meditation before was very eastern he he brought it over here and he's like all right how do i like how do i not teach it in a religious way because people are not going to like receive this if they know it's from buddhism and these concepts are from like the east and so they started molding 
meditation to talk about stress relief. Like meditation is like about stress and things like that. And it's interesting how like, even though he did that back in the 90s, it's still very like the view of it's still very much that. It is. Yeah. And and even though we have like a lot of studies in it, I just think because it's not it's not normalized. There's not people going out there sitting on the beach meditating with their eyes closed. closed. It, um, you know, it it makes it seem weird. And I think for one, it also doesn't help that I'm like Asian when I go do it. (laughs) Like, oh, he's probably uh, do some religious stuff or something. But I, I, you know, yeah, it is. It is my hope one day. Like one of my goals is to, I want to make, I want to make mindfulness sexy. Like I want to make, like straight up bring it into the norm like yeah that would be and it would be really good honestly everyone everyone will oh my gosh will benefit there you go i was like what is the opposite of suffer (laughs) everyone will benefit um definitely um and yeah sorry like going back um to her comments yeah, and like I, I think that too. I think this is a very interesting statement where it's just like, yeah, it's it's like a commodity. It's like this thing that people sell, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah, it's like because right now like it's sold a lot of time. It's stereotypically packaged like through yoga or stuff like that, and it, which is like really sad because you know like yoga's been around forever and is like a lifestyle for and has been that part of people's lifestyles for like so long. But, like, now, I don't know, it's just, like, weird. It's, like, there's, like, weird cultural appropriation that I have, like, problems with. And, you know, like, because I like doing yoga off of YouTube. And, Mm -hmm. like, if you, it's just, like, weird. Like, it's not that everyone, everyone can practice yoga. That is definitely it. But I think it's very weird that when you look on, if you look on YouTube for yoga, it's just mostly, like, a bunch of white people who did not start yoga and I'm like it's really hard for me to find not a white person and even if it is a non-white person it's still not from like the country of origin and Mm -hmm. I think that's for me that's really weird like like it's not weird that other um people practice it but it's weird that it's just like you know when it comes to like search engines and stuff like that and things that are sold and monetized it's like the people who made it aren't monetizing it right like Like, who who is the one benefiting from like yoga blah blah blah. yeah it is definitely oftentimes white america it is definitely um ocean beach san diego (laughs) pacific beach shade shade oh my god i love it um i mean it's true it's true like that's not untrue what you're saying is not untrue and you know like and for us like obviously and other people we want it to be different because we're not white america we are america but like like it doesn't have to just be for a certain person like it doesn't have to be that way it really doesn't yeah and and that's why i feel like it would be really cool to change the views and perspective around all that stuff like I, I do truly envision like a day where where people are like, let's go meditate together, and that's like the coolest shit to do. 
you know, <laughs> you know? like um it was a it was last year but i um got a group of friends and i made like we went to day of mindfulness uh, at deer park monastery out here in san diego and i just thought it was really cool to be like hey me and my homies we went to go meditate like i don't know it's just Next time you have that, I'll go. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, send the invite. And we'll all close our eyes together. <laughs> that way it wouldn't be weird because all of us are doing it. It's true. We're all doing it. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's really nice. And honestly, you know, like everyone will benefit. Like, I really honestly believe like with mindfulness, it really does help you get through the day. And it really does, at least it helps me become a better and more compassionate person mm. because I'm not just reacting, you know, like I'm actually thinking about, I'm taking the moments. There's like something now trained inside me to be like, you know, like pause for a second before you react to something that you don't like. Like, and also like, you know, like being mindful about like, hey, are you acting like this because you're hungry? Because then go eat. You know what I mean? Because they're like simple things like that, like that, like mindfulness really helps with. Like, it helps you really know, like, what are you reacting to right now? Are you mm. actually mad at this person? Are you sad? Like, because this person did something or is it something else? Because those are like really important things to know. I, I want to ask you the question, like, how has mindfulness impact your relationships my relationships are and, a lot better mm -hmm. <laughs> like no they, they are they are a lot better because i'm i'm way more mindful about what's really happening and again like i'm way less reactive and a lot of my reactive again is like my, my lot of my, my personal reactivity is very much fear based. And that's something that like I will have to work through, you know, like work with for the rest of my life, like trying to not be fear based, but just open to what's actually happening and present to what's actually happening, not what I think is happening based mm. on my um, which is very difficult. Um, but because I'm aware of that, like I can control a little more, you know, I can actually try to separate like what's really bugging me. And right. I'm not necessarily like perfect at it, but like, say like I snap at my boyfriend or something, I'll be like, why did I snap? Like, oh, and, and like one, I'll be aware that I snapped, you know, like I'll be aware that, oh, that actually happened. I just snapped at this person Um, too. And then I'll take like the you know, the pause to be like, wait, why did I do that? Is it because I'm hungry? I need to go eat after I apologize. Or just like, is something building up and I need to have like a bigger talk? Because that could be something too, you know? Like it's, I feel like it's very culturally ingrained in me to not bring up the problems that are happening. Mm. And just to let things go. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with mindfulness, and like other things um, and with therapy and a lot of other things, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that, you know, and I can be mindful about that. I'm doing that. Am I doing that? Am I making this choice consciously right now to possibly hurt my relationship in the future by not bringing up what I'm feeling right now? I'm mm. like, yeah. And so for me, like, it, it's honestly been like a big, huge freaking benefit. 
what is this for this is for you <laughs> yeah this one, this one of my friends <laughs> he said we meditated together one time san diego my ex thought i was cheating on her <laughs> oh what a uh, great story uh that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go meditate, huh? <laughs> sure, you are. Uh huh. With your boy Ignatius, I know Ignatius. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's my answer. Like, it's it's honestly helped me a lot with my relationships. Mm. Like, so much so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it almost gives you like, okay, I gotta own up to my shit. <laughs> Cause yeah. Because you realize you're like, ah, oh, it's my shit. Yeah. That was me, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. No, for sure. Because it's like the thing is like with relationships, it takes two, right? It takes two to have a healthy relationship. And if like you can't always be looking outwardly for like the answer and the problem, it's like sometimes it's you. Sometimes you suck. <laughs> like, and you need to be like, yeah, so that, you know, if you want a healthy relationship and stuff like that, if you want any sort of relationship, it doesn't have to be romantic, but if you want healthy relationships with people, then you definitely have to own your own shit. Like, yeah. Sure, super. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I feel like it's definitely impacted how I've been able to show up for people. Um, you know, when we when we talk about like what's the what's holding space? Yeah. and and not like overshadowing or giving advice to other people but very much um acknowledging okay where first i acknowledge like okay where am i at do i have the emotional space to to be there for them and then um because mindfulness m mindfulness cultivates empathy right and they they've actually shown studies where they put the brain scanner on one of the monk's head and they showed that empathy's level has like they thought the machine was tripping out because empathy's level shot up over like seven seven hundred to eight hundred oh that's cool yeah it's it's really cool there's a netflix um the mind explained vox on mindfulness oh. that, that talks about it it's so it's so cool but yeah um using you know people who are longtime meditators stay able to access that empathy and and I do see that in my relationships. Like I am a lot more emotional now, but than before because I I am willing to express it. And and you know when someone is struggling, I can very much feel what they're experiencing, and and it helps. You know, there's there's definitely moments where I'm like, okay, I could easily put myself in this person's shoes because I am present enough with myself. And just kind of grants me that, you know, if empathy was like an RPG character, we have like that ability to empathize. Yeah, your HP goes up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, and it's so true. And again, that benefits everyone, right? If we all practice mindfulness, we're all more aware of ourselves, we're more empathetic. And like that's what people need. Like, there's definitely too much personalization out there. There's too much reactivity. Um, there's too. I don't know. Like, honestly, a lot of time I'm like, what happened to empathy? Like, where the hell did it go? <laughs> like, where? Especially now, right? Especially like in quarantine, it's like, where's empathy for a lot of you? Like, yeah. 
what's happening where is it why do you only care about yourself like what, what's, mm. happening? what's happening um yeah it's difficult it's you know like right now our world is like it's a tough world like you know like people want to go back to their normal lives and i obviously understand that no like i don't like being in quarantine like yeah i'm an introvert but i don't like being trapped like no one likes, right. no one likes being trapped that's different like i'm not choosing to be at home i am forced um, right but like you know like but you do it because like more people have died in america than from the vietnam war you know like that's crazy like we're still having so many people um die from this pandemic mm -hmm. like, like and you know and it's just it's really difficult and you know and i try oh, you know and you know being understanding is always hard right having empathy and compassion for those who you don't agree with like is, it's is the hardest part yeah yeah but like even trying to have that like oh like that's really hard like trying to you know, I still don't have to agree. Like, right. empathizing is not about like agreeing. It's like I, I do understand. Like, and I can try to understand people, so I understand more, and I don't just make them monsters in my head because that's also not fair. But like, I can also just like wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> You're right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's. I feel like with that empathy piece, it's. It's hard to sit in our own ignorance. Because it's it's really easy to do that, right? It's really easy to be like, screw these people for doing, for uh, you know, breaking quarantine rules and this, this, and this. And at the same time, it's also like, all right, well, I could see their point, but I don't agree with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that piece is definitely missing in people. Like, uh, empathy's level is just dropping down, and um. Man, this is a whole different topic, but I feel like it'd be really cool to talk about like empathy. Like, yeah, like it, it, it is. It is. It is a whole different topic. But yes, so I guess we'll stay away from it a little bit and save that for another day because we only have 10 minutes left. And I'm like, we can deep dive into this. Yeah. Let's okay, do it. So let me. <laughs> So let me for now. So obviously, next time Ignatius comes back, we're talking about empathy. <laughs> it's already All right. slated. Dang. Um, but I guess then let's 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 do some tips and tricks. Uh, what advice, you know, what, or what tips you have for people who are looking into mindfulness or meditation, but are just like kind of a little like uh, I don't really know. I don't really know. Right. Right. Well, it's. I would almost say it's it's like learning how to drive. Maybe that's the metaphor I'm going to use today. It's almost like learning how to drive, right? At first, you're like, I don't know how to do this. And da, 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 do I have to just sit like this? And um, and I think actually the car is not a really great metaphor because it's <laughs> it's actually not that complex. But, um, but I think, you know, with the... The way that people view meditation can be very complex so if i were to like tell my younger self like how do how do you get into this world where do you start first i would start with using an app so whether it's headspace calm waking up um, these are apps that you can find on the app store that does guided meditations and it'll very much tell you the 
you know, like this is what meditation really is. Essentially, you're just sitting and breathing. And it'll also guide you through like common things that people might um, misinterpret. Like, oh, I'm going to solve all of my life's problem in meditation. But, you know, I think getting a working through like, okay, here's my preconceived notion and here's what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do that research for yourself, you'll probably find something there. But I would definitely start with a guided meditation. If you are uncomfortable with the sitting and breathing, opt for some type of moving one, opt for walking. There's, of course, there's, well, I can't say right now, but, but you know, there's definitely classes around that you can take. Yeah. Yeah, so I, w- I would start there for sure. And I feel like the journey starts there. And start small. Like, don't don't be like, I'm going to sit for 20 minutes. Well, when you first start out, like five minutes is totally cool. Just get yeah. get in that practice of, hey, I took five minutes out for myself. Or if you're like me, start with 30 seconds. <laughs> That's totally okay, too. Like, it's so, like, like, that really is good advice. Because honestly, like, meditation can be really hard. Like, we're, especially in America, we are not trained to sit still and think about one thing right like even our tv shows like the cuts are so quick and they're so plentiful like we're like everything that we see has to be moving and can't be very long right instagram Mm -hmm. 15 seconds like we're trained to just be like okay 15 seconds something new should have already happened Right. right we should have had a whole thing happen in 15 seconds but in like you know, and the rest of life, like that's not necessarily true. So starting small and then like training yourself, like is great. Like 30 seconds can be a lot for some people. And, you know, you got to start somewhere and definitely don't start with 20 minutes. That sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I hmm, off tops. I I feel like, you know, with meditation, it's going to it's going to bring up emotions like give or take there might be uncomfortable emotions like that might happen. However, um, like know that that's totally okay. Like it's, it's what I've learned, which, what I wish I knew then that I knew now is like, um, that it's okay to experience these different types of emotions or whatever pops up, whatever arises is just what's happening in the moment. And that's it. Like, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. It doesn't have to like overtake, uh, me, how I feel. So, yeah, for sure. It doesn't like, that's, that's totally true. Like, and that's such like a good piece of advice. Cause I also think that's definitely what turned me off, um, from meditation in the first place was just like, you know, all these things came up and I, no one prepared me for that. So I was just like, I must be doing it wrong. Like, I must be doing it wrong. And now I feel awful. Ah, and I want to get out. Like, instead of someone just being like, saying that to me, like, hey, these emotions might come up. Like, and that's okay. Or, you know, or like, okay, you can stop for a second and like come back in if you feel ready. Instead of like me being there and then pretending to meditate and just being like, oh my God, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's going to be over soon. Oh, Jesus. What you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is very good advice. Yeah. When I heard, uh, when I was doing a guided meditation um, and the facilitator said, you're going to experience uh, thoughts and that's perfectly 
normal, like being distracted. That's perfectly normal. That's okay. Just allow yourself to return back to the breath. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, because it is a practice. Like, there's going to be emotions that come up. There's going to be random thoughts that come up. Like, you're going to be like, I'm hungry. Right. (laughs) It's like, okay, just come back to your breath. And you're like, okay. And so they're just being like, well, I can't do it. I'm going to quit now. Because, yeah, I feel like that that's definitely another stereotype that people have that um, was a deterrent for me as well. Like, I definitely thought it's something like, yeah, you should be able to clear your mind. Right. Like, your mind is going to be empty. Yeah, like, you're that's right. Like, empty it. Like, why aren't you emptying it? Like, and, you know, if you do have the thoughts or emotions coming in and they're bugging you, like, like you said, you're supposed to just come back to your breath. You go, okay, that's happening. And then you come back and recenter. And it's as simple as that. Like mindfulness and meditation, like it's, it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's okay. Cause perfection is not the point. Right. Right. That's, um, in meditation, they, they have something called the beginner's mind because, you know, the concept of the beginner's mind is after you've done something for so long, you think, you know, how it should be done or like, it should be like this. Oh, that was a good session. But with a beginner's mind, you start fresh from like a fresh slate. Like your approach is, is like, oh, this is the first time I'm doing it. Um, and I think that's really interesting to, to I like our, our brains almost wants to paint these experiences all the time. Like, oh, this was really good. This was, a, I had such an amazing time in your meditation class ignatius and and you know like that was me before but now i'm like okay i can acknowledge that this sit wasn't the best you know like internally but i'm not even gonna label it i'm just gonna be like it wasn't it is what it is all right uh yeah yeah. very interesting concept things that you will learn when you start checking out meditation or like through these apps yeah meditation mindfulness honestly any way you want to do mindfulness like i definitely am like yeah dude try something it can be like definitely some sort of form of meditation it can literally be looking at clouds and just like seeing shapes as long as like you know you're not being judgmental (laughs) you're just you know observing and Mm -hmm. saying what mindfully with that again you get hungry and you go we're going to go back to, you know, looking at the clouds. Like there's so many ways to practice mindfulness and that's like the wonderful part about it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, this is really fun conversation. It was. I'm excited. See, it's always fun. It's always fun. It's super fun. I love it. Um, We always zip zip through it. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like I, cause I can see the time and I'm like, Oh, how is it passed so quickly though? Like it's already 629. Um, and with that said, thank you for coming over here again, Ignatius, to talk with me. Um, again, thank always you, super fun. And I super appreciate your your wisdom and the education you bring, um, self-education and also like things that you were taught that you're willing to share. Like I love that. And also like the personality and all the stuff style and everything (laughs) love it love it um but yeah seriously like it's always great having you on like i appreciate like you talking with me um and sharing it's always it's always super nice so yeah thanks Mm. 
Likewise, I was I feel like the questions you ask are are very insightful and your I love your reactions too. I feel like oh. <laughs> Trixie's so like so excited. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going. Like it's, so you're it's, it's, Yeah, yeah. No, it's it is, it's exciting. It's, like it's I, great I, interviewer skills. I like very much acknowledge that. Like you have a thank you. Yes, feeling comfortable and just wanting to talk. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so where can we find you, Ignatius? You can check me. You can follow me on Instagram at iii.ignatius. And you can, there will be more wellness stuff on there coming out soon. Yeah, Ignatius is really cool. He does a lot of different stuff. So definitely check out all the different things he does. He's multi-talented. Um, and he's obviously like a great person. <laughs> so support him because he's a good person. <laughs> Thanks for being with us again, Ignatius. If you enjoyed this interview with him, look for the podcast episode entitled Holding Space with Style and Grace. That is also with Ignatius. You can find him on Instagram at iii.ignatius. Iii.ignatius. Mindfulness is a great place to start your mental health journey. And <laughs> I actually have an announcement about my mental health journey. So during 2020, two things that kept coming up for me personally was the lack of mental health discussion in Asian culture and two, the othering of women. From those two concepts, I actually started playing with the idea of making affirmation cards for Asian women. And today, blah, 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 um, um, I made them. Well, I didn't just make them today, but I, they're done. And I'm actually going to start pre-selling them very, very, very soon. So follow my IG at The Thoughtful Beast if you aren't already, so you can see when I announce the pre-sale link. Thank you for all your support, guys. I really hope this podcast helps you, and I hope it inspires you to speak up when it's your turn to talk. Bye! <laughs>